fuck. Yeah, that's the appropriate response. That's the text message I get from Autumn. Fuck. We're having technical difficulties as we try to record this week's episode of the podcast. I sit here high atop my hotel in Dublin, the seventh floor, which would be the sixth floor back home in America. Because here the ground floor isn't the first floor. The first floor is the second floor and so on. I don't have any preferences or thoughts on that. Do whatever the hell you like. It doesn't bother me. Both make sense. I can see I can see the argument for either one. So whatever floats your boat, that's the way to do it. It's a rainy day. I know people say that rain is common here, but I didn't bring a rain jacket when I traveled, even though it was recommended on all the blogs, all the blogs that tell you all the great things to do when you travel the world. Going to Ireland, do these things, the exact same things that other people are going to be doing. Every single other tourist, nothing is secret anymore. Nothing is off the beaten path, thanks to the bloggers. My favorites are the ones called Secret. Secret City. It's not secret. The moment you reveal the information, it's no longer secret. Similar to restaurants in you know, New York or any given city. It's like, let me tell you the best little-known restaurant. You're going to love it. Yeah, well, the moment that you tell us about the little-known restaurant, it's no longer literally known. Unless you're a nobody, which I know a lot of bloggers are. I shouldn't say it with such disdain. I put the emphasis blogger as if that's not credible. I tried to write a blog once. I did uh, two entries, I think it was. I wonder if it still exists. Actually, let's look this up. I also can introduce the show. Yes, welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Greg Russ. Without Autumn Fisher this week, not by design, this this is not what we wanted. Again, for whatever reason... The internet speed here in the hotel. I did a speed test. It's wonderful. The The download speed was 70. The upload speed was 45. When I was in Maine several months ago, the upload speed was 4. No, the download speed was 4, and the upload speed was 1. And somehow we were still able to record that. So maybe there's a firewall, and these recording programs we use are not deemed safe or acceptable for whatever reason by the hotel let's see if this blog still exists that i was talking about before i hope it doesn't blog spot that was a very popular one of the day oh look there it is wednesday january 23rd 2008 snot attack i am sick throat phlegm and a runny nose have been the norm over the past three days in fact Sitting on the N train today, my nostrils opened up, leading to an excessive outpouring of snot. I had nothing to wipe it with, so I made a failed effort to sniff the goo back in. At one point, I had inhaled so much that my lungs were filled to capacity. That's hyperbole, for sure. And air was forced back out into the atmosphere, creating a snot bubble in the process that was visible in my peripheral vision. As if that weren't bad enough, while this was happening, 
I had a five-minute coughing fit, drawing the attention of everyone around me. Yes, I was that guy. The one that other people stare at with disdain before moving as physically far away from as possible. That's it. That's uh this is what I mean, look, I get I get I'm setting myself up here. I'm gonna say, yes, this is what I deemed worthy of putting out into the world in 2008 and we fast forward now to 2023 and you can make the same argument as i ramble on currently (laughs) making apparently learned no lessons no lessons have been learned over the years the 15 years that have passed people grow they change apparently not me oh here's another one irrefutable proof this is a this was my attempt at an onion article and you, you, you know the story is where Jesus is found in toast or Jesus is found in a cloud. Uh, I wrote a little story here about Poseidon being found in a tree. That's funny, right? I probably actually tried to submit that to the onion thinking they would think it was brilliant. They'd say, oh, my God, this guy, let's get a snap of a finger. We don't have time to even go through the interviewing process. We have to get this guy in here. So hilarious. This article, I've never seen anything like it. Uh, it didn't, you know, it, I can't say for sure if I submitted it. I do know that uh, I would I would shy away from such things. I was like, eh, I, what, what, I can't deal with the rejection. I was like George McFly. I didn't have my son traveling back in time to instill confidence into me. So... You know, maybe I never submitted it or I did and I never heard back, which is really better in the long run. Is it better to have tried and been rejected than to have not tried at all, even if the outcome is the same? I think if it, if it is the same outcome, not a job with the onion, then it was better to not try. And yes, you can't say for sure that you know what the outcome was going to be. But now with the benefit of hindsight I can say I made the correct choice. So it begins January 17th, 2008. To fool myself into thinking that I'm being productive while I'm unemployed. This is right when I, w- I moved to New York. And I didn't have a job. That was that was the move. I said, fuck it. I'm just going to move. I'm going to New York. I don't have employment. I'll figure it out. And I, th- I think there's a level of naivete that, yes, I want to punch myself in the face too. Uh, that you need to have in order to make such a move because especially if you're prone to overthinking, you make such a jump. You just move to a city that's competitive with other people who have far more confidence than you, if not as much skill or talent, just so much more confidence and abundance of confidence that they're going to get ahead of you on that alone. Uh, you know, you're, you're prone to overthink it and think yourself out of it. So I just, I just left without thinking. I jumped in both feet and somehow survived. It was a very long road. I lived in some real shitholes, one apartment, so much a shithole that my parents came to visit. My dad walked in the front door and teared up sad that his son was living in such a place. And I had to try to tell him, no, this is amazing. This rent is only $1,200 a month. You know, in most people's minds, especially going back to 2010, $1,200, you should have a decent apartment. 
this thing, 260 square feet, low ceilings, not much natural light, parquet floor. I think that's probably the worst of it all, the parquet floor. The Celtics have the worst basketball court in the league for that very reason. Uh, I get it. I uh, you, you would think that 1,200, you should, what is happening here? This is not acceptable. This is not where you should be living. But it turns out, yeah, that is, that's what you're going to get. That's, that's what happens. And it allowed me to survive for a long time as I, quote, freelanced, which really meant not putting in that much effort and just doing work here and there. Enough work to get by, but slowly blowing through whatever little savings existed until I got to the point where it's like, ah, well, I'm down to $1,800 and that's it. What's going to happen next? And then wouldn't you know it, full-time employment, employment landed in my lap. And I became the big video producer that you know and hate today. I say hate because if there's any of the work that you've ever seen, it was probably an ad before a YouTube video that you wanted to watch. And that's not lost on me. So I moved away. I moved away from the creative, and I use that term loosely, part of that job. A client comes in, they say, oh my God, we want something original and different, something the world has never seen. You say, okay, you sure you really want this? Yes, of course we want this. Why wouldn't we want this? We want to be different. We want to set ourselves apart. You say, okay. And then you write a script that really does that for them. And they say, what is this? This, this is, no, this is not what we were thinking at all. This, what? the fuck is this? And so you modify it. And eventually through all those revisions, it's, it's whittled down to the exact same thing that every other company has done. So you never believe a client when they say they want something different. You never believe anyone who says that they're doing creative work when they're in advertising, because that does not exist. There are morsels of it. There are reflections, uh, specters of creativity and there are some people who are foolish enough to think, oh, my, this is my big opportunity. And then those people all fight over those little crumbs. So you just learn the tech side of the trade and you say, I'll, I'll hang out over here. I'll help you execute the thing you want to do. And there's value in that. You're providing a service, whereas when you're under the illusion that the work you're doing is creative, I don't think it's good mentally. It's not good. But going back to this this blog post before this this career took off. Yes, I'm naive to the point that my own brain can trick me into believing I'm getting something accomplished. This is in reference to writing the blog. When in reality, I'm just wasting time until it gets dark outside so I don't feel bad about going down to the store and buying a six-pack of Miller High Life to drink alone while watching a VHS copy of Dead Poet Society I recorded from a TBS telecast in 1996. My brain is also quite efficient in convincing me that I have cancer on a daily basis. It's funny. That's good stuff. How did I never make it as a writer? I don't know. I'm not going to I'm not going to subject you to that whole blog. Don't worry. I know that the episodes where Autumn isn't here already, you know, have half the listenership. So the people who are listening to this, I thank you. I think I don't think they're so bad, quite honestly. I think they're decent episodes. And for what it's worth, I wish I had Autumn here. I wish that Autumn were joining me on today's episode. We tried. And for whatever reason, it just it, it wouldn't come together, as I've already stated. 
And I'm still deciding to do the show, though, instead of being out there in the hordes, the hordes of tourists exploring the city of Dublin. Again, it's raining. The hotel, if you turn on the TV, this is one of these hotels where all the electricity in your room is turned off until you put the key card into the slot upon entering the room. And if you don't know that system, you'll spend quite a bit of time trying to figure it out. And you'll probably put a, a phone call into the front desk saying, what is going on? My room doesn't have an electricity, any electricity. I did this once, but you know, being the experienced traveler now, I, I know much better. So I came in and I was on top of it. But the first time I was in one of these rooms, I didn't know. I, I could not figure it out. I was looking for circuit breakers. I was digging through the, the ceiling. There was a little hatch in the ceiling that gave access to some wiring. And I thought, maybe it's in there. And then I called the front desk and they said, no, moron. Just put the card in there. And then the whole room lit up. And it was, it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. But anyway, so on the TV, because this is a hotel that at least gives the appearance of being quality and new and up to date. And the reason I say that you think about new construction these days, a new construction condo in downtown Atlanta, for example, upon first glance, it's going to look nice. Like, Oh wow, this is, this is very nice. But when you take a closer look, you realize that things are shoddily made. A baseboard, for example, is barely glued on. There are wires hanging out from places where they should be hidden. The elevator smells for no apparent reason, and it just always smells. That's the way things are built, and this hotel is very similar. And also, just over the course of time, because the things are so cheaply made, they break in ways you wouldn't even imagine. Like the toilet paper holder, for example. At some point, it, it's uh, it's really just a bar that slides into the bracket that's mounted to the wall. And there should be a pin on one side so it can't slide out. But that pin has gone missing. So the toilet paper hanging on the bar, that comes. it's like a C-shape. So the top part goes through a slot in the bracket and the toilet paper hangs on the bottom. The pin's gone. So the, to the toilet paper, the whole thing falls off. And then the tub, the drain itself no longer has an up-down position. If the drain is in the tub, it is down, it is closed. No water is going to be draining. So you have to remove the top of the drain completely. And it wasn't built like that. It was probably functional for a bit of time. But then it uh, it just fell apart. And then they don't do anything to fix it. So that's the uh, that's the hotel experience, which again, I, I, I used to like staying at the Highland Inn. I really enjoyed the Highland Inn. If a place is clean, I don't really care. I think it's the advertising of something that you're not is what riles me in these situations. It's not a snootiness that, oh, I, I only the best for me. No, the worst for me is what I deserve. The shittiest. That's what I deserve. But when a hotel, and this is this was the uh, initial point, you go on the TV and the, the TV's got all function out. You can control the lights from the TV if you don't want to reach over from bed and touch the, the touch pad that's mounted to the wall. 
where the blinds automatically open and close and all the lights are controllable. You go to the TV and it, it gives you different options in the room, different numbers for the hotel. And it says, if it's raining out, please stop by the front desk and we'll gladly give you an umbrella. We have umbrellas for loan. You go to the front desk and you ask the woman working there, hey, do you have this umbrella that I saw advertised on the... No. It's, it's not even a no that she gives. It's a blank stare. It's just, huh? It's a, on the TV, it said, huh? I don't know what you're talking about. And then you walk away feeling like an idiot because you asked for something that you were told was available. That teaches you a lesson. Never ask for things. Don't expect anything. Don't expect air conditioning. And I know that in Europe, air conditioning is not a big thing overall. The temperate climate, that's nice, must be nice. But I'm a person even in you know, the temperate climate. When it's warm, I want the air conditioner. I'll spend the extra money. I'll run that, that sucker all summer long, nonstop. Energy usage be damned. Money in my pocket. Burn in a hole. I want it to be cold. But this this hotel does have your standard thermostat in the room. And for whatever reason, in my room, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And I. this is the one thing I guess I did get a little pissy about because I really like it to be cold. And it also, you can't open the windows. If you could open the windows, it would be perfectly fine. But the windows don't open. So you can't get fresh air. At night, it's still getting down into the 40s. And that's Fahrenheit. I don't know how to convert that. So the air, you know, can get still in the room, get a little stuffy. And even a guy who came and checked on me after I checked in just to make sure everything was okay. He came and was like, oh yes, it's way too hot in here. We need to get this fixed. I'm right on it. I'll have maintenance up here in a jiffy. Three or four jiffies go by and there's no maintenance. No one shows up. So I tried calling the front desk and the, it rang and rang and rang and rang and I hung up the phone. A few minutes later, I tried it again. It rang and rang and rang and hung up the phone. Tried it a third time. This time I said, I'm not going to hang up until someone picks up and it rang and rang and rang. I timed it for four minutes and 37 seconds. And then somebody picked up and I said, hey, my room, uh, the air conditioner is not working. Uh, I think there's a work order. Oh, yes. Let me check on that. I'll call you right back. They never call back. So then as I'm leaving the hotel, I stop by the front desk just to say, I'm not in the room, but go in if you want. I don't care. I've got nothing in there that you would find of value. And if I did, I'd put it in. I actually wouldn't put it in the safe. My fear with the, the hotel room safes is that they will malfunction. So you put something like your passport in there, some extra money. And then it locks and you can't get into it. Though I'm sure that 0000 or whatever the factory code has never been changed. So anyone who knows that, depending on the brand of the safe, could just put in that number and, and get out their goods. But it's not uh, something I was ready to risk. So stopping at the desk, this is this coincidentally is the same woman who gives the blank stare upon the umbrella. It's like, hey. Can someone go? Someone can go in. Please feel free to go into the room. Oh, okay. And I leave on that. That's okay. I leave. It's like, not, nothing's going to, 
they're not going to fix the room. They're not going to show up to the room or they will, and they won't get that message and then they won't come in. And so I'm traveling with my friend and he's like, yeah, let's go get dinner. Let's go get some drinks. Let's go to the pub. And I just a complete meltdown mode, like a child, an absolute child say, no, I can't. And I'm not, look, I can force this and I'm going to ruin the night because I'm spiral spiraling right now. So you go off and I'll meet up with you later, which was actually the very adult thing to do. You can beat yourself up, meaning me. I can beat myself up saying, you know what? I wish I were a person who didn't spiral over something so stupid. But the truth is I am and I can't change that. So instead of beating myself up, I'm just going to say, you know what? This is happening. Let's limit the damage. Let's not ruin other people's lives or good time. Just go sit for an hour. Let it pass. And then when it passes, you can go out and enjoy the world. And I also had this idea that while I was sitting for the hour, letting it pass, maybe someone would show up to fix the air conditioner. Surprise, they didn't. But I felt better. And then I left and the air conditioner was never fixed and it still isn't fixed. But I did get a, a tabletop fan, which doesn't cool down a room, but it at least stirs the air and gives the impression that things are cooling down a bit. So other than that, yeah, I know you're thinking, wow, that's that's what you have to say about your trip. And the truth is, I want to save a lot of the discussion for when Autumn and I are able to record together again. So I'm purposefully avoiding a lot of those things. But I will say, and this is where I started this episode, there's nothing secret anymore. And I guess that's good and bad. But one of the joys of traveling for me was feeling a bit lost, which is a bigger thing overall. It's very hard to feel lost and far away these days. I mean, the fact that I could even possibly connect with Autumn to do the show proves that or how easy it is to stay in contact with other people when you're across an ocean proves that. And especially when you come to a country where English is also, I'm not going to say it's the Gaelic may be the official language of Ireland, but everyone does speak English. And when that's available too, uh, there's no language barrier. Uh, you know, it doesn't make you feel as though you're lost. But exploring when you're in a new place, exploring and stumbling across cool things. That was always appealing to me. That's what I, I like to do that. And sometimes it's very mundane and that still does exist. I'm happy to walk through a neighborhood where people live and just see the houses or the buildings. I'm like, oh, this is what people live here. This is what it's like to live here. It doesn't always have to be an attraction, but there always was a hierarchy of attractions. And sometimes there were things that were interesting that not everyone knew about. These days, everyone knows about everything. So if you go to one of the lesser known things that you think has some uh, a specific appeal to it, that maybe, maybe there won't be that many people because this is still pretty like a an old planetarium and an old telescope that exists here. Like, oh, well, that that uh, some people would be into that, but not everyone. But then you go and there's French families galore and the German family speaking their their guttural language, and 
hordes of people. You're like, okay, well, this is why are you even here? Because you saw it on a list. He said, look, here's a thing to go do. We're here for seven nights. We got to fill that time somehow. Let's go do this. Taking a, a ferry out to some islands on the west coast of Ireland, that has mass appeal, I understand. And I don't know why I got it in my brain that it wouldn't have mass appeal. But we got on this boat and it just filled up with so many people. And it was most of the, the seats were inside of the ferry. There were some on an outer deck, but it was cold that day. And most people wanted to be inside. But then you were going to go buy some cliffs. So you knew at that point on the way to the islands, everyone was going to flood the outer deck and everyone was going to squeeze to the one side of the boat, possibly tipping the boat. It wasn't a big boat. At least it wouldn't fully tip. But I think the weight distribution would have caused it to at least tilt. And that in itself is like a, the people who pushed you out of the way to get the downstairs warm inside seat are suddenly going to be the same people pushing you out of the way on the outer deck, even though you were the one who decided to ride on the outer deck and bear the cold the whole time. Or you get to the island and there's two restaurants and there's a boat filled with a couple hundred people. And so everyone's going to rush to the to the restaurant everyone's going to rush to the toilets like this is not enjoyable i don't see how any of this is enjoyable and for the people who run the ferry or the people who run the restaurants they don't care if it's enjoyable they're just getting your money like oh great we got the money thank you fend for yourselves so we're on this ferry about to go to these islands a whole day trip boats about to leave one minute from leaving get off, just get off the boat. It's like, I'm not, not, neither of us want to deal with this. This is not going to be enjoyable. Enjoyable. The hundred euros is a sunk cost. It's gone. Just forget it. And we're getting off the boat and the deck hands. Where are you, where are you going mates? Like, we're not doing this. You're not, no, you're not. We're about to leave. Yes. We know you're about to leave. It's not happening. Enjoy the money. Enjoy the day. And that was that. And I, I get that explaining this, like, are you having any fun at all? I went to a movie. I Traveling and I, I understand the arguments against this. When going to big cities, I like to just pretend that I live in the city. It's a way to, it's like, what would it be like to live here? And I like to go to movies. So I go to a movie theater. And to me, that's very enjoyable. Just inserting yourself and trying to figure out what the daily life in any given place would be. I get a lot out of that. And I really do like that. And I've been able to do that. It's been more than the movie. Just wandering around, not going to any specific place is a fun thing to do. And quite often the attractions themselves not so fun. Even if they were empty, they'd be more enjoyable. But you see it, and then it's done. Like, okay, been there, done that. And anybody knows this. If you live in a city, you live near a city, that city has its attractions. How many times have you been? Probably not that many, if at all. Quite often, I've never been to the Statue of Liberty. No need 
I've seen it from the Staten Island Ferry, which is a nice boat in itself, but no need to go to the island and, and see the Statue of Liberty up close or go in its head. And I, Or you go once, maybe you go twice if someone else comes to town because they want to do it, and you say, okay, I'll go along with you. So it's not like it's, you know, this is some outrageous thing that I'm I'm pointing out. I think it is pretty commonplace, but I, I did want to point out before I wrap this up that it's been enjoyable and driving around the countryside, getting in a car. This is the first time I've been in a car where the, the driver's side is on our traditional passenger side and you drive on the left side of the road. Surprisingly adjust quickly. It was a stick shift also though. So shifting with the left hand was a little strange, but the weirdest thing to me was looking in the rear view mirror, the mirrors using the mirrors is when you really, it really hits you that things are backwards and it, it throws you off. But again, the adjustment wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And only once did I go to the right side of the road. Uh, but yeah, driving around, not that much traffic. I mean, the country itself, Ireland only has 5 million people. And I know it's not that big, so but you know, New York City in itself has over eight million people. Metro Atlanta has six million people. More than this country alone. So the roads are relatively open. There was never a gridlock traffic jam, and you get to see a lot of nice scenery. And so that in itself, the journey, not the destination. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying the cliche thing that people have said. Since people have existed, it's all about the journey, not the destination. But yeah, that about sums it up. That gets uh, an episode out there this week for everyone. I don't think I express it enough, but I do appreciate everyone listening. Everyone who listens, I do. I do. I, it, it comes off sounding insincere because, you know, the vulnerability attached to saying such a thing. It's too much for me to bear. I can't handle it. So. It comes off like I'm a jerk, but I, it's true. It's sincere. I do appreciate it. And, and we'll record this weekend, Autumn and I, and we will have another recap, I'm sure. But we'll get into different topics and issues at hand when it comes to my trip, my travels. I mean, we could also talk to about Autumn going to Annapolis if, if that It'll tie in, you know, these are, there's a specific topic at hand, but it branches out into the broad so everyone can relate. Visit uh, the the hot sauce people, hoffandpepper.com. I don't think that we get any kickback. I don't think there's anything official tied into that. I think that I say this every time I do the podcast alone, but it's run by Autumn's friends. And we want to support them. Hoffandpepper.com. Use the code one topic for 15% off. And if that doesn't work, use the code one topic 15 for 15% off. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>